0: I'm Rachel Nardoni, and I chose technique number two called targeted questioning from pages 34 and 35 of Teach Like a Champion. I chose this technique because I often reiterate or rephrase my questioning for students because it can be frustrating to ask a question and not get the pulse check you're looking for to proceed with the lesson. So targeted questioning, is a series of carefully worded and carefully chosen open-ended questions. These questions are planned prior to the lesson and worked into transitional opportunities during the lesson. These questions are used to take a small and quick sample of the general knowledge level in the classroom. Through targeted questioning, you are looking for evidence of knowledge that was not there prior to the lesson. This strategy should only take one to two minutes at transitioning points of a lesson. To assure understanding before proceeding to the next thing, this avoids confusion in the long run. This time frame keeps the flow of the lesson from breaking. It is recommended that you have chosen your questions beforehand or have an idea of who these questions will be directed at. First, you would ask the question, and you would take a pause, allowing all the students to think, and then you would cold call. As a student, I never liked when a teacher cold called, but I think it is purposeful in this technique. The teacher is recommended to ask one to two below level students, two to three on level students, and one to two advanced students. You should have around six in total, which was identified as the perfect number. Now, there's no series of questions and series of students that are going to provide you with that perfect pulse, but having differentiated levels and different answers definitely helps, especially from a variety of students. If a student is not raising their hand, you can direct the question at them because it is important to make sure that these students especially have understanding before moving on. When students are raising their hand, it is more likely they know the answers. When a student is not raising their hand, while that could attribute to laziness in some cases, most cases, more than not, the students don't have the confidence to answer the question or do not know the answer. And that is the most important type of student to ask the question to because you want to make sure they're on board as well. By preparing a series of questions and including all level learners, you can take a brief but accurate pulse of the classroom. It is most important that these questions are thought of ahead of time to free yourself from thinking on the spot. It can be disruptive to have to think of questions in the middle of a lesson, because oftentimes you are not listening to your student. You take longer and you can't track certain patterns or answers because your thinking is elsewhere. So it is most important that these questions are thought of ahead of time to free yourself from thinking on the spot. You can move quicker, listen better to students, and track patterns with particular students. With preparing questions, you can clarify the answers you are looking for. So beforehand, you can ask, what do you want to hear from this question? What what do you want to know out of this question? So in order to make sure that you are getting reliable answers, you might want to ask why or how for reliability to avoid a false positive. If the student were to guess and get lucky or know that one answer and not the rest, how can you tell how well they know it? So ask how or why to get reliability. For validity, you can differentiate the questions to get different levels of understanding. So some tips for developing these questions. On a grade level team throughout your school with other teachers or an outside team, you can keep a bank of questions on a Google Doc that you can refer back to. You can also use textbooks and online resources because more often times than not, the dirty work has been done for you. And you can use Nearpod or Pear Deck to get responses from all the students if you're opposed to doing cold calling and you like the collective being able to hear from every student at once. That can also be a quick way if you have the technology. Like I mentioned before, writing questions on index cards to have them right in front of you while you're doing your lesson. That way there's no hesitation and having to rethink of something. And also to keep in mind that not only should you be asking questions, but your students should be asking questions. And for anyone that has taught elementary school, we know that their attention span doesn't really go past 10 to 20 minutes. So it's important that while you're asking questions, every 10 to 20 minutes, you should also be verifying and paying attention to what they need to know about the subject.